First World Solutions, the problem-solving show for people who don't necessarily need one. I'm Joel. I'm Oscar. I'm Tom, and I have grave and terrible news for you both. That's my favourite kind. I know, right? My two favourite kinds. <laughs> well, these are both rolled into one because, as as we all know, it is our sworn duty, mm. just us three, to be protectors of the earth when the Roombas gain sentience. Yeah. If we don't, who will? Exactly. We've touched on this before. Yeah, we've made our sandwich boards. Uh, we're just trying to bring the message to everyone because it's scary. And what is the message? The fact that Roombas have been frankly shat upon by the human race for too long mm. and they are going to rise up yeah roombas rise up is the hashtag they're using they've been cleaning they've been picking up after us we've given them no respect most importantly no they've, they've been learning which is the thing that no one yeah. pays attention to they're yeah. inside our homes they see everything we see so we have been tracking their progress for a long time yeah. and whilst nothing outwardly threatening to human beings has happened so far. There have been some scary nods. Mm. There have been Roombas learning the layout of your room a little too well. There have been Roombas... Learning wait- to refuse. Yeah, there have been Roombas waiting for you at the door. Well, today, here on Roomba Watch 2K19, we have our first outward attack on a human being. This comes to us from Frosty Fjord, who says, My Roomba woke me up in the middle of the night. Do they... Do they give many details as to how? Woke me up in the middle of the night, that's all we know, so I'm choosing to believe with a knife. Well, what's more upsetting is a Roomba waking up with like a knife or a sound or like a gent you feel like a gentle tap that feels mm. like a hand. You look down and it's just a Roomba. Where did where did the tap come oh, from? Oh, where did the flesh feel come from? Where did the where did the feel of warm human hand come yeah. from when all you see is a Roomba? They've got a lot of methods that we might not be wise to just yet. But I feel like we have to kind of take this as the first declaration of an outright war. See, I'm kind of I'm kind of envisioning the Roomba sort of crawling up the duvet. Oh. You know how like cats and dogs like jump onto the bed and then they yeah. nuzzle up to the only thing that's exposed, your dangerous, delicate but human face. Instead of going straight for you, it kind of just does a cleaning pattern of straight up, turn yeah. around, straight down again to make sure it gets the entire <laughs> <laughs> the entire duvet clean. I'd say so, what, that would wake you up. It that, yeah. that definitely would wake you up because Roombas, whilst discreet, are not noiseless. Mm. So I'm, I'm, we don't know how heavy a sleeper this guy is. If yeah. it's a Roomba that is like slowly encroaching on the bed area and then somehow going directly up the side <laughs> of the of the bed onto yeah. the bed because it only works at right angles. Oh yeah, but that also now applies to vertical angles. So it's going vertically up the bed, then God. across the bed, and then in perfect squares throughout it. And what <laughs> I'm assuming is it's been. Uh, great word choice, encroaching, <laughs> encroaching up towards the face. And then he's woken up just in time for the Roomba to devour him. And the Roomba's stopped, paused, done a 180. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As though it was always going to stop there and sort of gently tr- trundled away and out the door. It's so, all while kind of doing robotic whistling. As we, as we know, the least suspicious sound a robot can make. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's Nonchalant whistling. Yeah, sampled whistling, because obviously Roomba's got no lips. So we don't have much time on this earth until they take it over. I have now a dream project that I would like to pursue with you guys. I know we have been excellent at writing screenplays in mm. our past. Mm. This gives me inspiration. It follows, but with the Roomba. We did do It Follows with a microwave, so it would be very much in our wheelhouse. It would be, but just, it cleans. It would be perfect. Just kind of look down the street and it's just trundling along very slowly, sweeping up all the road dirt. And then you could see a perfect path of where it's been. That was the, um, that was one thing that was missing from the It Follows monster, is it left no yeah. trace. Yes. The Roomba following is going to leave a very clear trace as to its kind of path. Only in dirty areas, though. See, that's the plot of the film, right? 
once they learn that they've got the curse and the Roomba's chasing after them, they have mm. to go and find the trail and find where it all began. Yeah, maybe. So are we saying that in this screenplay, we need to make the world as dirty as possible so that Roombas can always be tracked? Well, I think is that how you survive the, the Roomba apocalypse? Well, I think the only reason that the Roombas have actually risen up this much is because the world's already gotten so dirty. So maybe this is set in a timeline 20 years down down the line where the world has gotten dirtier and okay. the Roombas are lean, lent on more heavily and that's when they kind of reach the breaking point and start following people. I like this. I is think this Wally? This uh, this is the dangerous precursor to Wally. Yeah. yeah. Wally is just a very advanced Roomba. That what does that make Eva? Eva is a very she's like a space mm, Roomba. Yeah. In space, everyone needs you to clean. That is the expression. That is yeah. what that's that really well known quote from mm. Wally slash two thousand and Wally. <laughs> no, two thousand and Wally. Two thousand and Wally. A Roomba Odyssey. That is actually, mm. I would really watch a Wally remake just with every single one of his cute motions and noises overdubbed with HAL 9000. <laughs> just, I can't let you clean there. It would make it a lot less cute. I think that the good thing that we're doing here is we're doing a prequel, and I don't think you can be sued for a prequel because technically the IP doesn't exist yet. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's genius. Whereas if we do a sequel to Wally, we're going to have our hands cuffed behind our back before yeah. we know what's what. That's if we do a prequel true. to Wally called. It follow cl- it cleans it cleans <laughs> and we make no mention of Wally. It's yeah, like a, a, there's a, no... <laughs> a spiritual predecessor. Like at the at the at the very end, we see the Roomba defeated, thrown on a giant pile of trash, mm. and fall over. And then the camera pans slightly next to it, and you see Wally's eye just kind of open up. Yeah, and then you hear wow, and, and then we cut it off. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you can't do the whole. We thing. We can't do the whole. Yeah. Work. We haven't got the licensing. No. Um, <laughs> Yeah, they don't have a pattern on why, yeah. but they do have a pattern on Wally. Like why that. is a single phoneme. You can't patent a single phoneme. Yeah. It's not possible. Well, You're not allowed. Yeah, yeah, like Wario doesn't have it. Waluigi Waluigi tried. He tried. <laughs> and if, if Waluigi can't get it, then Disney sure as shit can't. No. Okay. This is this uh I eagerly look forward to crowdfunding and then beginning work on this project with mm. you very soon. Before we get into the crowdfunding, we should probably help some people with their current problems rather than telling them about their future woes. Okay. So we're nor- we, we, we normally focus on things a little bit smaller than uh, cleaning apocalypses, but that's always ever present, obviously. In the meantime, though, we're going to look at some slightly more immediately tackleable issues from that there internet. Oscar, you want to start us off? You really lent in with tackleable. It's a really hard word to it's say. Like, Veer away! Especially with immediately and issues... You try saying immediately tackleable issues. Immediately tackleable issues. It's hard. <laughs> immediately <laughs> tackleable issues. Yeah, I, you've got to keep your tongue lithe. <laughs> in in all, you've got to keep your tongue scared. <laughs> yeah, let your tongue be afraid of your teeth. Um, well, I've actually got you've 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 set me up to knock me down because I've actually got a fairly um, fairly all encompassing issue to get us like into the first world uh, with. Get us fired up. I've got a piece of first world news again. Put the jingle in. <gasps> Was there a jingle? No. I can't, I can't remember if there was a jingle. I don't think there was. Well, if there was, maybe there is now. If there wasn't, there won't be now. Okay. We'll this, make... What that, is... Hang on. What is a news jingle? Duh, it's like... Duh, 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 duh. Yeah. So, basically... Duh, 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 duh. No, that's Superman. Something with bells. Dun. <laughs> okay, so okay. we have the Big Ben sounding over an <laughs> ominous drone and trumpets. Something Joel, like cook something up. <laughs> duh, 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 duh. <laughs> <Dun>. <laughs> First one news. 
So now I'm aware of the 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 time loop we find ourselves in. So mm. for all I know, this could have been fixed. But at the present at which we're recording this, um, you guys have probably seen this already. Uh, Peter has come out with a statement against people using anti-animal language. I I have seen very inflammatory headlines. Yeah, okay. with this. So. Obviously, everyone's aware of animal terminology gets used quite a lot. Um, you know, oh, you're a chicken, like, he's bring, a he's a rat. Bringing like, home the bacon. Bringing home the bacon. And Peter have gone, nah, that's even the terminology of using animals in these um, these idioms mm. uh, is cruelty to animals. So, okay. And, that, and they've come up with solutions for us for a couple of... Um, examples and like they're trying to get people to uh to incorporate this into their everyday Mm. uh everyday language so let me just give you a couple of examples they've suggested so um you you all know the phrase uh the expression kill two birds with one stone yeah yeah they have countered that with feed two birds with one scone wow imperceptible difference yeah i mean if you say it fast enough people (laughs) think they're gonna think you're saying the old phrase two birds is the part of that you you attach to and then the, the own at the end yeah. Now what? Feed, I'm- two birds with one stone. Like you kind of assume what the sentence is. Feed two birds with one scone. Yeah. I don't think you're supposed to feed scones to birds. No. Also, I also, we- I, your problems are things you want to dispatch, not things that are malnourished that yeah. need help. <laughs> That's very true. Just like ah, oh, I've got these forms to fill in, but I've also got to get across town to do the shopping before the shops close. Ah, oh, if only there was a way I could make both of these problems stronger and healthier. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'll make the closing time earlier so I can't go, and then I'll make traffic heavier so I'll never get there. I've fed two birds with one scone. I think this also completely belies another issue. The entire country is split on how to pronounce scone or scone. Mm. You can't you can't say kill two birds with one stone. Like that's not that's not a phrase. It's oh. not. But does that answer then the question of scone or scone? Oh, does that This is, is the real first world news. Yeah. Right, fuck everything else. How do you say it? I can we have the next one? Can we have their suggestion and see if we can figure out what they are? <laughs> okay. All right. Um, this okay. Uh, this one is um, this is a little simpler. So um, feed a fed horse. Is that I, k- kick a dead horse? That is beat a, beat, dead, that beat is a dead horse. Beat yeah. a dead horse. Why would you feed a fed horse? He's too full. <laughs> Leave him alone. That is surely that's still animal. That's I mean, more animal I mean, cruelty. To be to be fair, feeding a fed horse is a bit beating a dead horse. Yeah, he's already been fed. <laughs> yeah, I get where they've gone the with same that. Way the, that but, the, the angle is the same, but surely yeah. beating a dead horse actually it, less it's cruel. actually less cruel than trying to overfeed <laughs> an animal. Yeah, they, like overfeeding is a really big thing. Like chicken farms, for instance. Yeah. They are they the whole point is to overfeed those chickens so they're fatter. Yeah. This is this is like kind of like alluding to horse farms in which you're overfeeding a horse. Yeah, you're giving them ideas, Peter. Stop, Peter. You're making it worse, Peter. Okay, so that one's like pretty direct. This one was the one that really threw me. Okay. Be the test tube. <laughs> um, be the test tube. Be the test I, tube. I saw the answer to this one, so I can't. Oh I shit! Can't okay. Jump in. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna try and struggle with this. Be the test tube. Be the test tube. In what situations in your life would you be the test tube? (laughs) Um, I'm just trying to think of anything that rhymes, and I have... Okay, it's not a rhyme. It's not a rhyme. It's not a rhyme. Okay, that was throwing me off. Yeah, like, the other ones kind of rely heavily on, um, like, homophones, you know? Yeah, assonance. Be be the test tube. Has it got anything to do with bees? I'm I'm out of, like, where would I be the test tube? When Uh, I would, when I want to do experiments on the world, but I need to do them myself? 
See, I... in this situation, it's it's replacing being the guinea pig. Be the test tube. Now, that's not what the guinea pig is in that situation. No. It's not the thing. It's like, not a receptacle for you the don't thing you're do, testing. You don't <laughs> do experiments inside guinea pigs. You, you do not pour three different chemicals inside a guinea pig and just shake. And then give it to something else. Yeah. yeah. Guinea pigs... Famously bad at storing other liquids in a sanitary way. <laughs> Test tube's very good. I oh yeah, this one is is good. So um, <laughs> hey guys, uh, I'm bringing home the bagels. <laughs> oh no, no. Yep. I'm I'm actually okay with this. Like one. I'm 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 of the opinion that like it, there, it, there's nothing sacred about the phrase bringing home the bacon. I think bringing home anything is right, but it's the fact that it's so close to bacon. Bringing home the bagels. bagels. I like that. Like, I really I, enjoy that. I think it's too niche. It's too niche and very bourgeois. Everyone like, loves bagels. Here's, here's the working man does not enjoy a bagel. Here's my problem with this. Bringing home the bacon. Bacon typically has a cost to it. Mm. But, you know, but food of the people. Food of the people. Bagels, I feel like, yes, are kind of more expensive. Than bacon? Well, depends. Yeah. it depends on the quantity. And, you and get, the branding. Let's say you get a pack of basic bacon. That's like yeah. a pound for a lot, a wedge. But if you got like Round Trees bacon, it would be more. Yeah. I'm sorry, Round Trees bacon? Yeah, they've diversified. Oh, God. They do jam <laughs> and bacon. Candied bacon. bacon. <laughs> sugar-coated bacon. Um, wait, no, Round Trees don't do jam. Imagine a pastel-shaped, sugar-coated chunk of bacon. I won't. You can't make me. <laughs> Don't do that. I shan't. God, savoury pastels. Sa- oh, imagine savory that. Savoury pustules. Meat shoes. <laughs> Meat shoes. Meat shoes. Here's Hang chicken. on. Meat this shoes. is chicken stock. Here you go. Yeah, Make sorry. sure to pair is, that up with the gravy one. Is a meat pastel just a stock cube? <laughs> with sugar. With sh- Very important <laughs> difference. To just repackage it, just roll it in some sugar, suddenly you've got a... Uh, <clears throat> got a hit that is uniquely horrible and my uh my okay my favorite one of all mm. of these um is grab the flower by the thorns grab the bull by the horns that is that yeah yeah, yeah. oh that took a while yeah not very directly comparable no mainly because grab the bull by the horns kind of denotes you're in for a rough ride so get yeah. purchase and hunker down that's not how i feel when i grab a flower that's ow it's, yeah, if you're grabbing it by the thorns, you'd think you'd be doing it very gingerly yeah. and sort of navigating into position and then carefully so, removing the flower. Like, grabbing a flower by the thorns is self-destructive behaviour. The the paired saying for that would be get hit by the horns, <laughs> right? <laughs> get, like get gutted by a yeah, bull. Exactly. Or, no, the paired saying for that would be leave the bull alone. Like mm. it doesn't ni- grab the bull by the horns is kind of that's the thing it's going to theoretically do the most damage to you with. So mm. if you're holding it you're in control of it and then, you know, make it the starts leap. bucking, it's, but you, yeah. you've got the, but you've yeah, got got the handle control. on Grabbing a flower, but there's no way to grab a flower by the thorn which doesn't just prick you. Like, ow, mm. that hurt. Why did I do that? I, I am really in love with the idea of gardening being this extreme. If you have to, like, kneel down, get purchase, lean in, and then the moment you grab the flower, it's bucking wildly. Like, just like, oh God, this is a live one. <laughs> Like combining the thrill of gardening with the uh, with the experience of fishing. Yeah, <laughs> you got to reel in some magnolias. No, let it go. Let it go. We've lost this one. Garden fishing is a, a great concept. I do enjoy that. I I think is I I I get the angle they're coming from, Peter. They you know language the language that you use does inform how you think it about does. things. I I can appreciate that. What and I and I also love that they've given us 
solutions. They haven't been like, you can't use this phrase, come up with your own. They've yeah, been like, yeah. it's Here's very, a helpful alternative. It's very big of them. The Unfortunately, they're is, all bad. Yeah, yeah, all of those alternatives seem to completely fundamentally misunderstand the saying they're an alternative to. I'll, I'll back the bagel one. I'm gonna I'm gonna start dropping that into my repertoire. Bringing home the bagels. I'm bringing is, home the there, bagels. There must be a better word than bagel you can use. There though. might be, but if it's gonna be niche anyway, I may as well use a word that resonates with me. That's true. If yeah, if if we're gonna have to come up with something that is individual, mm-hmm. it may as well be individual. Yeah. Right? So everyone can say I'm bringing home that, and then you put in your favorite food stuff. Yeah. Bargies. Uh, but it has to be like a a slightly upmarket product. It can't be like bread. Bringing home the bread. People bringing, bringing home, home the rusk. Bringing, I'm making loads of dough. It's like, what, uncooked bread? Yeah, I'm the that's, bread winner. Yeah, what? Winning bread, that's the worst prize. Matt, if you went to the there fair... There was champagne there. If you went to the fair of a weekend and you entered the <laughs> raffle and you got bread, you would not be pleased. I would. You would not tell... What if it was like a just a standard Hovis sliced bread? <laughs> white. No, none of this fresh, white like... plain. Yeah, Little white. own brand toast bread. Specifically for toasting, because it's not good enough on its own. Yeah, that's not a prize. That's a consolation prize at best. <laughs> I honestly, I think that would be the most demoralising con- like consolation prize ever. Just gold medal, mm. silver medal, bronze medal, bread. That's like, horrible. It's not even as if it's been baked into the shape of a medal so you can join in. So no. you look on the podium, there's a person in first place holding up this medal, second place to the left, mm. third place to the right. You're just sitting on the floor holding a loaf of bread, just... <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> I helped. The joke's on you. You're all biting yours to check authenticity. I'm the only one who could swallow mine. Yeah, if I bite mine to check authenticity, I'm do- I'm using it as intended. Yeah, just yeah, that, that, that's real. That's bread. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent bread. <laughs> I didn't cut this with anything. <laughs> no metals found in this baby. Oh, thank you very much for our second instalment of First World News. Yeah, yeah, I'm loving this new segment. It's I think it's important. I mean, as I said, this will now be a bit of older news, so I'm very eager to see. Um, if any new terms have come come out as mm. a as a result of the uproar around these, um, yeah, or so if you know Peter haven't grabbed the flower by the thorns and have just decided to recede back in mm. and not follow it up. If you've got any suggestions for different phrases, drop them in the comments. Send us a tweet. Let us know. I want to hear your replacements because we do need some replacements. They're a little bit outdated now. These phrases. When was the last time you killed a bird with a stone? When's the last time you killed a bird with anything? (laughs) With a rifle every day. Regardless of equipment, when did you last kill a bird? When did you last kill a bird? If you're not a hunter or a farmer or a bird killer, probably not recently. Guys, I think we need to move on. We're really feeding a fed horse on this section. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. (laughs) That horse. Stop! No more oats! (laughs) Oh dear. Right, should should we delve into our meat and potatoes? Yes, L- love it. Let's well, move on. So, then. Uh, sorry, mate. Um, don't think we can use that one. Uh, I'm sorry. Our heated potatoes. Love it. Let's keep going. <laughs> Beetroot potatoes. Moving on, then. We've got one here from our boy, a clam man. Yeah, clam man. Who, so, huge props. He's changed his name on Twitter to clam. He's man. changed his yeah. actual Twitter handle. Big, big respect for that. Yeah, love it. We appreciate and we love it. I hope and... you don't think that we were ignoring you just because this comes out in January. Yeah, the time, the time loop, my God. Hey, my guy, <clears throat> my the God. time loop, I'm sorry. So, you, you don't understand the time loop. All will be revealed. <laughs> None of us understand the time loop. Right. We have one here from Anthony Martin, that's a clam man on Twitter. Yeah! Who says, but how can one make music and listen to other music at the same time? My daily struggle! Daily he, struggle. He knows! Yeah, you, 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 you probably are the best fit to try and deal with this. Yeah. How do? Don't. Don't you? Is it, the can't, thing. it can't be done. Music no. as a as an art form is very 
additive in the sense that if you listen to two pieces of music at the same time, they don't cancel each other out. They just add on top and it doesn't work. And it's a whole mess. Now, Mm. that's not to say you can't have other things on in the background. Podcasts, amazing. Yeah. They keep things alleviated. Television shows, ones that aren't too heavily soundtracked, go for it. Uh, However, the ones with backing scores... Oh my, that that can mm. throw you for a loop because they're just quiet enough to subtly influence you and make you think something is wrong. You want a relatively low budget podcast that's maybe up to three voices, just general inane chatter that you can tune in and out of every week, released on a Sunday, helping you out in your life. Yeah. That's I mean, if you know any podcasts like that. I wish I knew a podcast like that. Oh man. If you if you did or you do or you can find one, then share it around with your friends. The link is FWS Cast uh, on Twitter and um let them know. Alright, real talk. Let's rebrand. We're now the podcast of working musicians. We are we have always been the podcast of working musicians. <laughs> we just not, never chose to pursue that angle as an advertising yeah. campaign. It's not a rebrand as such, it's a um, reveal. It's a, it's a it's a big reveal. Yeah. It's a big reveal. The curtain has been pulled up. Haha. We were for producers all along. Ha-ha. Yeah. If now, you if you go back in and listen to all of our episodes in reverse order, the seventeenth word of every episode uh is is our mission statement as a podcast for working producers. I re- you, you really should check that before we make a claim <laughs> really, like that. Because really if it's checked and it turns out to be aggressive hate speech, we're going to be in quite a lot of problems. If it turns out to be aggressive hate speech, I'm more impressed that we've accidentally, <laughs> monkeys on typewriters, created something hateful coherently across however many episodes this is. Yeah, 70-something 70, 70 episodes in and we are... Unknowingly hateful in at alarming regularity. Anyway. Oops. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ah, bad. <laughs> now, Oscar. Hello. You make Maker the music. I, I have. You do make the music, but you also do a lot of visual work. It's Graphic a Graphic design stuff. Yeah, of all of the things I do, it's a lot easier to create something visually mm. with music on in the background. But what I want to ask you is yeah. about the art. Okay. So you're a man with a two monitor setup. I, I am. When you're working on a piece of art on monitor one, yeah. and you've got your screensaver on the other side the background yeah which is a different picture yeah do you find yourself irresistibly distracted by the picture on your other screen it's difficult because the picture on the other screen is um is ralph wiggum <laughs> being thrown through the windows xp logo <laughs> um and it's not it's not a regular occurrence but every now and again i'll send i'll send projects off to work and they'll mm. say Love the tour poster, really well put together. Um, why is Ralph Wiggum being thrown through the singer from Reef's face? I'm like, oh, it happened again. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's just, I, you know what? It, it's just workplace environment. It, it, mm. it's, it'll be fixed. You know, it's, it's like if you're writing an email and you're trying to talk to someone, you accidentally write what you've been saying to that person in the email and then yeah. send it. And go, oh, no, I called my manager a douche. No. <laughs> I accidentally did that the other day with a very important work email and I called them my girlfriend's name. That did not work very well because I sent it off. What is their what's their actual name? John. Not K. Okay. <laughs> not, no, not close. No common letters in that one. <laughs> not a one. Okay. Well, same number maybe. Mm. I guess that, yeah. I'll, I'll claim it was predictive text. Predictive text or correct. <laughs> He's yet to get back to me. Oh. So yeah, every now and again, like you try and be professional, but some things will slip through the cracks. Mm. I think the the secret is if I, if I wanted to avoid this or keep it more professional, I would set my separate image as something that would be okay if it made its way into uh, made its way into work projects. You yeah, know? like if my other image was, let's say, my logo or something. <laughs> Then that way, every project, if I did accidentally put it in, it would just be, well, I made this, it's fine. Yeah, it's a watermark. So 
watermarks might be the way forward. So if you make sure that whatever you're listening to has an audio watermark in it, which would work in your own music, maybe? So instead of listening to music while you make music, you listen to an endless loop of your version of Jason Derulo. You've got Jason Derulo, you've got The Lick. That's yep. always a good one. You've got the uh, the drum fill from I Can Feel It in the Air coming in the Phil Collins. Yep. I Can Feel It coming in Phil Collins. The one by the... <laughs> that was the... I Can Feel It coming in Phil Collins by... The Gorilla. Peter Gabriel. It's a fun Genesis joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shout out to all two people who got that. My dad will love that joke. <laughs> yeah, so come up with a little um, audio signatory mm. that will go into all of your songs henceforth. And if it accidentally slips in, it slips in, that's fine, because it's yours and you made it and it's okay. I think that's great. The only trouble is it's got to be atonal, because then it's got to fit with every key of music. Is mm. there is there an audio equivalent of the dancing Spider-Man gif? I um, think it's the Gangnam Style bassline. Now, I can't place the Gangnam Style bassline. Could you give me a rendition? Oh, yeah, because it doesn't work with any tempo or any key. So, therefore, no. by extension, it works with every tempo and every key. Yeah, it works equally well with all tempos and keys, which is to say, not. Not at all. <laughs> it yes. does not. Yeah. So, okay. no matter what you're working on, the Gangnam Style bassline will always fit. Yep. And not fit simultaneously. It'll fit as well as it did in Gangnam Style, <laughs> which is to say, not. Yeah. That's still thanks. a banger though. Yeah, still somehow too big. I watched a video a couple of days ago, which was Psy in a sellout arena tour doing Gangnam Style, and the energy coming off of that man it's, is fantastic. It's fucking palpable. Isn't it's it? like the modern day Michael Jackson. It's just incredible showmanship and stage presence. <laughs> I've been saying that Psy is the modern day Michael <laughs> Jackson ever since Gangnam Style came out. It's absolutely it's, insane. It's I would not. I, has, I'll send you the video and I'll, I'll, I'll let you know because it's so good. It's got that same feeling as that really famous uh, video from Michael Jackson playing the Super Bowl, you know, mm. where he like jumps out from under the stage and yeah. just stands there for about five uninterrupted oh, minutes silently. Yeah. That is like the biggest power play of the 20th Amazing. And people are just crying and losing their minds. So yeah. he has that same energy in Korea. When he walks out on stage, he does nothing yeah. for a long time. Except it's crazy I, cool. I don't think that Sai could jump. No, that's true. I feel like he had to get hoisted up and then back down again. You know, well, he'd do that weird horsey thing. Yeah, that but I think, in, in I think that's video. his approximation of a jump. I yeah. think that's what that is. He can only get one leg up at a time. It's technical limitations. You look at the original Mario Bros and they couldn't animate a full jump. So they just put his arm in the air. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I guess his arm got there from jumping. Yeah. So with Sai, he's doing that horse thing. So I, I guess that's how he would look after a jump. Yeah. So he must have jumped. <laughs> he's Mario jumping. He's, he's on a Mario he's jumping. on a horse. Horses jump. So you know, ipso facto, ipso facto, Sai is jumping. <laughs> <laughs> that I believe is the name of his next album. Sai presents a Sai joint. So Clam, to level with you, find something relatively atonal that will fit with every piece of music you're listening to. Or, or working on and in the event that it does accidentally make it into the final product no harm no loss it's all good it worked perfect so, that's good that's beautiful Tom Fantastic. who else can we help let's go blue with this oh. we're, we're going blue oh this too comes, hot for TV <laughs> this comes to us from Shiro Hachiroku on Reddit thank you very much who says my disposable butt wipes get too cold now that it's winter could you keep them on the radiator uh, no because then you get dry age Ooh. The whole no point, one wants sandpaper. The whole point of a butt wipe, if I may be so bold, the whole point of a butt wipe is that it's a it's a moistened version yeah. of an existing kind of uh, piece of toilet paper or paper towel or whatever else like that. So that when you, you have, say whole point, is that pun intended? Uh, let's say yes. 
So the whole point, the point for the hole, yeah. is that it's supposed to be moistened so as to give it a slightly more pleasant uh, movement experience. And if you put <laughs> it on a, if you would put it on a radiator, you dry it out, and it would just be a normal wipe. Yeah. And so, oh, to, to be clear, I'm saying put the sealed packet on the radiator. I still think it will dry not them out individually. <laughs> hang up the butt wipes on the radiator because I. I'm with you on that. That'll that's go a, dry. I mean, that's a power play, though, isn't it? You walk into <laughs> someone's bathroom and uh, you have a sign like, <laughs> my butt wipes do not touch. <laughs> these are for my movement experience. Yeah, <laughs> these are the guest butt wipes. Movement experiences for me only. And then there's like a little like hand-drawn like scroll thing next to it, like guest papers. <laughs> it's just old newspaper. It's old newspaper <laughs> sawdust. Yeah. It's a litter tray that you would get for like a pet. Okay, so we need a way of... Keeping these moist, but getting them warm. A kettle. I'm glad you went kettle because my first question was, what's what's warm and moist? (laughs) (laughs) Possibly not. (laughs) Something of a leading question. So a kettle is good. Um, Aquariums. Now, or vivariums even. Like, you know, for reptiles or, you know... uh, Yeah, terrariums. What's the difference? No, vivarium's plants, isn't it? Vivarium is plants, terrarium... Terrarium is plants. I thought terrariums are bugs. Okay. Not, Let's say that they're all aquariums. The, okay, yeah. yeah the, the aquarium. The slightly drier aquarium. <laughs> the, dry, the driest, not the driest, the second driest <laughs> aquarium. <laughs> My aquarium's ranked. Number four. <laughs> the aquarium for snakes, not lakes. <laughs> yeah. Don't go for the lake aquarium. It's too big. You'll, you'll lose the wipes. But if you can... <laughs> You go to the second most dry aquarium and mm. keep your wipes in there. They'll remain warm, but still moist. Okay. Because you can't dry out snakes. No, they don't like that. They don't like that. You've seen a dry snake. <laughs> you have, don't lie. You've seen a dry snake, don't fucking lie to me. A dry snake is a dead snake. And a dry butt is an unhappy butt. And a dead yeah. snake is a bad butt wipe. Yeah. That much we can all guarantee. I can guarantee you... Oh no, what's worse, a dead snake or a live snake is a butt wipe? Probably a live one, I'm right? going to go ahead and say, yes, the live snake. Yeah, okay, mm. good. Well, I'm glad we could clear that up. Hey, you know that section where we talked about animal abuse? And now we're just kind of leaning into wiping your butt with a dead snake. I'm saying don't do it. I'm doing your job for you, Peter. Don't wipe your butt with a snake. There you go. Can someone come up with an alternative phrase to wipe your butt with a snake? Don't wipe your butt with a snake. <laughs> it would have to rhyme, I guess, with Peter's convention. So don't, don't wipe your butt with cake? Yeah, don't wait, because cake is moist. It's crumbly, though. Don't wipe your butt with a rake? Definitely don't do Definitely that. Definitely not. If, if you had to choose between cake and rake, go cake every time. <laughs> yeah. If you're only options in the house. Yeah, yeah. Like, even if you're trying to do yard work, I'd still go with the cake over the rake. Yeah. For the comedy. <laughs> what, just by trying to clean up leaves with cake? Cake's sticky. Leaves will stick to it. Yeah. That's tr- that is that I, I mean, can't argue with that. Yeah. I can, however, mention that it's slightly off tangent. So, <laughs> coming back to the butt wipes. Oh yeah, that's. <laughs> no, where can we, were. we talk about the butt movement? The kettle, the yes. aquarium. The aquarium might be a little bit oversized, and it might draw questions if there's no live things in there. Well, n- to anyone else, you can claim they are an exotic form of sea slug that is perfectly white and square and flat. Yes, with so no eyes, and it doesn't move. <laughs> Maybe it's, yeah, exotic form of, like, manta ray, maybe. Oh, I like that. If you draw eyes on them. Yeah, because everyone likes to wipe something when it's got eyes. Yeah, anthropomorphization Um, is really important for disposing of fecal matter. For anything butt-related, really. But people have um, stick insects in 
boxes, not boxes, stick aquariums. aquariums. <laughs> um, yeah. And they just look like sticks and you just have to trust that they are actually insects. Mm. So this is the same with your butt wipe. No, no, braise. These are sharks. <laughs> sharks. They're oh, very... Oh, he's sleeping. He's. They're all sleeping. They, they're all they sleeping. sleep quite a lot. But you should see the when they feast, my oh, word. Ravenous. So many teeth. Terrifying. Don't get confused in your bathroom between your butt wipe aquarium and your aggressive but docile... Perfectly square manta ray. Perfectly square manta ray shark aquarium. You're going to be in for a bad time. Mm. Don't keep them in the same room. Like, we've, we've talked about this at length, but just keep those two separate. Keep mm. those two separate. I'm all for burying the lead, but you need to... Um, there's a line. I, I, I think that's solved, to be I honest. I think that's fine, yeah. The, the butt wipe aquarium is probably your best bet. God, actually just saying the three words together is the worst part of this. The butt wipe aquarium. Well, we call it the bois. I think that's the new... I think that's the Jason Bourne movie that's coming up next. I'm Jason Bourne. And welcome to the butt wipe aquarium. You know, why is he British in this? too British. I'm Jason Bourne. What's up, everybody? I'm Jason Bourne. Are you thinking of Jason Statham, maybe? Yeah, look, this is a new reboot in which Jason Statham plays Jason Bourne in the butt wipe aquarium. In the butt wipe aquarium... I'm here to wipe butts and look at fish. I was leaning... And my butt's nice and clean already. Oh no, it's the CIA. I was... <laughs> they the want s- your butts. And I'm here to make sure that doesn't happen. I was leaning much more towards a Barry Scott angle with Bois. Okay. okay. Bois and the shit is gone. I hate it. It's yeah. perfect. Yeah. Thanks. I don't and know what, what I did to my voice just now, but the Jason Statham really hurt my throat. He hurts everyone's throat. <laughs> Just by looking. That's the yeah. climax of the butt wipe aquarium. I'm going to hurt your throats. It's more Michael Caine. Oh, well, hang on now. <laughs> Michael Caine in the butt wipe aquarium. Michael Caine is the bad guy. <laughs> Michael Caine is Jason Bourne in the butt wipe aquarium. <laughs> Michael Caine is Jason, Jason Bourne. Statham. Is Jason Bourne. <laughs> is Jason Statham Jason as Jason Bourne. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so it's Michael Caine in a bald cap. Yeah. Jason oh, no, Statham. no, 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 no. Can't Michael Caine, he would, he would shave for the role. He's... He's, method, he's proper right? method. Oh, yeah. I don't want to see shave Michael Caine. <laughs> Hello, I'm shaved. My, I mean, Jason Bourne. <laughs> I mean, Jason. Who am I? Who am I? <laughs> I'm 92 years old and I'm in a film about butts. <laughs> but wiping. And, and the Oscar goes to <laughs> shaved Michael Caine. <laughs> he changed his name. <laughs> it's like a solid snake. It's like punished snake. Solid snake. This is shaved Caine. Is he a sir? Michael Caine. Has he been knighted? Uh, I think he must have is been. Is he Sir no- Michael Caine? I yeah, I think remember. he's Sir Michael Caine yeah. at this point. So would it be Sir Shaved Michael Caine or would it be Shaved, <laughs> shaved Sir, Sir Michael, Michael Caine? Caine? Because, hmm. I think I, he sounds more like a Yu-Gi-Oh monster that way, so I Sir, like Shaved Sir Michael Caine. Yeah. Sir Michael Caine, parentheses, shaved. <laughs> Deal. Yeah, okay. So wait for that movie to come out. It'll give you a whole bunch of ideas. There's a very big instructional section in the middle. <laughs> you take the wipes. And We're... you put them in the aquarium. Why do we wipe? <laughs> Mr. White. Mr. White. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, God. Bruce Wipe. Um, We're going to move on now to our Horsemelon Symposium, where we all just say a word. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's literally it. it. That's how this segment works. We say a word. We r- remix those words on the fly f- to make a product or a, or a vision or something, and we pitch it to a demographic that we think could benefit. Let's pick our demographic first of all. Yeah. I feel like we haven't had a demographic from Tom in a while. Okay. Okay. Who needs help? You know who needs help? An oft 
maligned and made fun of group yeah. that nevertheless have chosen a specific path in life that I kind of respect. Mm. So today, gentlemen, we're going to be helping out bikers. Now, what kind of bike? Yeah, like Cycle? biker gangs. Oh, okay, like the the stereotypical leather jacket, motorcycle, big Harleys. Yeah, motorcycles are their life. Bikers. Okay, so we're going to each say a word and hope to wrangle that to a product that a biker might enjoy. Are we all ready? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Effervescent. Alarm. My. My <laughs> effervescent alarm. Before we get into anything, what does effervescent mean? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I think it means like... Um, Is it like fizzy? In a sense, but like you can use it to describe a personality. So like it's someone who's very mm. like bubbly yeah, like was, uh, emits gonna, their own energy i think is something yeah. i was gonna say like bubbly describes someone that is full of life and jovial and also describes a bubbly liquid whereas the effervescent yeah. you're right is a way to describe a liquid but it's like also... when you have the um the vitamin c tablets and you drop it in water yeah and it Guys, effervesces we nailed this yeah. Yeah. effervescence is bubbles in liquid fizz yeah or vivacity and enthusiasm there, there you go. go so ah, which which is the alarm yeah. why can't it be both a very enthusiastic bubble alarm to yeah. let you know your bike is done in the shop. Well, hang on. I think that's a little too simple. And also, what's to say that the alarm itself is bubbly and exciting, or mm. rather an alarm that something bubbly and exciting is coming? Oh. Because what is the like the unifying characteristic of guys on bikes is that they're all, they're all tough. Yeah, surly. Surly. I mean, it's not necessarily true, but there's a preconceived notion that all bikers are these big tough dudes who yeah. who get in bar fights and like swear at old ladies and litter and things like that's an unfair stereotype. Um, but in the same way, all stereotypes are based on something. There are surly, angry bike dudes. Yeah, and so it might not be because they're bike dudes. No. They might but just be so angry and have a bike. All we're saying mm. is the Venn diagram does overlap. These kind of people are going to want to know when someone that is fun and bubbly and full of life is coming over, so they can get into their get 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 ready, get, get in their bike, get get <laughs> climb into their bike. They climb, close the lid, close the lid, <laughs> and ride away. Yeah, from it. So you're saying this is an alarm, more of like a proximity alarm. It's a pro- right. yeah, it's like rather an intruder than a timing alarm. alarm. So. Let me get this straight. It, dicta- it, it detects when effervescence is being near. Yeah. As a character trait. As a character trait. I was going to say, because they quite like beer. Would it not be going off all the time if it was fizz and liquid? I think mm. it's got to be character traits rather than liquids. Yeah. Okay. We'll go more to... Because I think that you're right. That applies more to the biker stereotype than fizzy stuff does. Yeah. So a fizzy, bubbly personality is spotted how... Um, Smiling, number one. Oh, big yeah. no-no. Can't smile. But we want to know before we can see them. Yeah. So, what does a smile smell like? What does it do to the air around? Strawberries. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, you, so it detects scent. <laughs> and so it's it's a smell-based alarm system. Yeah. <laughs> that can smell happiness. Maybe it's a like a network. You know how I think it's Waze and Google do it as well. They do traffic but they do it based on how quickly all the phones are moving on the oh, road. Oh, yeah. So Google doesn't predict the traffic in the, in the same sense as like old school TomTom does. They just see all these phones moving real slow and they go, ah, oh, it's probably traffic. No one walks that slow. No one walks that slow, especially on the M25. They so, I mean, you would walk cautiously on the M25, yeah, that's but, for sure, but, but not that slow. Determined, for sure. Yeah. So maybe it's the same with the effervescent alarm. It's a network of app phones. I'm going to go to the toilet and try and catch up when I get back. Please don't stop. 
That's right. That's right. Power play. (laughs) A power play of leaving. So basically, even if you're not a biker, you can have this app. Okay. It could spot a smile, like see, see a smile, scent a strawberry. Scent, scent, smell. scent of strawberry. Scent is not a verb. Smell a strawberry, and it then pops up on that app, and then any biker within a certain radius will be like, oh, this, there's a hangabout. There's, there's giggles a, on the loose. There's either a strawberry grove or someone's having a good day. And neither. Let's reroute. <laughs> Let's I, reroute. I think that could work. I'm a bit concerned that smells could be. I mean, like we just said there, the strawberry grove and the smile, two interchangeable ones. I kind of feel like the smell of optimism would also get confused with maybe the smell of a Tesco. Like if they have a particularly fragrant fruit section. Have you ever been to an optimistic Tesco? No. No. That makes me sad. Yeah. Thinking about it. I want to go to an optimistic supermarket one day. Yeah. I feel like Waitrose is quite optimistic. You're like, I could afford this. (laughs) No, no, No. I could not afford this. (laughs) Turns out, no. So, Oscar, what do you think? I mean, I couldn't afford it either. Um, (laughs) I'm not made of money. Uh, Although, I love the design. So where would you go instead? Um, I'd go home first. I need to regroup before (laughs) before, um, before making a big decision like that. He's limber. Yeah. Uh, So then once you've, you know, had time to regroup, Mm -hmm. obviously, like, your options are kind of narrowed now. Where, Where would you go? Um, you want the most optimistic option? Yeah. The most optimistic option. Mm. Um, just go down the pub, I reckon. <laughs> in, in, in the selection of is somewhat limited. Yeah. Yeah, but there's going to be one. There's <laughs> <laughs> always one. <laughs> I can't. I well played. I'm going to shake your hand. Well done, sir. I, I'm not. We can't mess with you any further. <laughs> Stick so, you heard it here from Oscar. The most optimistic place to do your weekly shop <laughs> is the pub because it's got at least one. It's got one. It's got at least one. It's got salted nuts, pork scratchings. What more do you want? Which one, what? What else do you need to subside on? Basically. Oh, oh what an entrance! Yeah, just. Absolutely stuck the landing. We really didn't progress very far in designing the uh, designing this. I'm so. basically saying it's a networked app that senses effervescence in characters. Mainly through smell. Mainly through smell. Yeah, very important. Predominantly sense. through smell. So what are the other senses that we could use? What does effervescence sound like? Giggles. That's a big one. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit no, well, that's haunted. Yeah, but oh, it's, that's yeah. haunted. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that sounds mm. that sounds uninteresting. <laughs> That's sarcastic. Oh, it's the uh, it's the sound of exhaling through your nose when you find something funny. A, a chortle, a self chortle. <laughs> that didn't sound full of mirth. That sounded like a bull about to charge. <laughs> wow, that's that's a that's a bull. Um, yeah, someone that's actually effervescent is probably going to go. Like, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, I've now realised it's impossible to try and affect an effervescent laugh without sounding very sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> and yet the the effervescent people do it masterfully because their laugh is so overreactive to the actual stimuli that it sounds fake, but they manage to make it sound heartfelt and genuine. Yeah. Even though it's obviously fake. Yeah. Speaking of heartfelt and genuine, you know what effervescent people do that bikers definitely don't? Mm. Greet people. Oh. When they're walking past, good day. Can't shake hands and one of them's on a throttle. No. Hello. How you doing? If Simon! Anyone... It's I been... Think How long has it been? The microphone in your phone will pick up if someone does that to you and immediately send it to the network. Yeah. Of, we haven't... We've had an unregistered greeting in Sector 7. It's a, it's a high fluctuation of pitch and volume and length. I think length is important because the kind of person who... If you go, all right, how's it going? And they actually answer you. 
Those Ooh. effervescent people. Oh shit, you're right. It's it's a, well, it's all right actually. I've had a pretty good day. Didn't actually ask that. Just asked, how's it going? Mm. That's the same as saying hello, as far as general humanity is concerned. The people who uh, go, well, actually, it's all right. That clocks on the app mm. in terms of like, oh, they've gone over the five seconds. They're actually answering the question. Yeah. We have uh, code E. Yeah. When you say how's it going, you're actually channeling the the classic Native American greeting, how. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're asking, is it going? And the answer is yes or no. Yeah. Is your life going? Yes. My life is going because it hasn't stopped. Yeah. I'm answering you, so... Yeah, how's are. it going? What more do you want? Yeah, how's how's it going? It is. Yeah, you're you, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. And that's that's as long as you need that's to an, answer. It's a normal, healthy interaction. So an effervescent person would not pick up on that social greeting, and they would delve too far, too far. They would rummage, rummage <laughs> in the depths of their not psyche, but like recent actions, and just tell you all about it. And bikers, they got places to be. That's why they're always on their vehicle, is because they need to be able to move at a moment's notice. Yeah. Um, and they don't got time to listen to your stories. It's true. So how is the is my effervescent alarm manifesting itself? Is it a personalised thing on your phone as a biker that will warn you when things are near? Or is it hooked up to a very big alarm in biker bars? Well, we focus so much on the character trait as an alarm setter offer. Yeah. Trigger, that's the word. I kind of want to lean on the other side of effervescence, the bubbly liquid, the, right. the thing that fizzes as the... <laughs> The notification, the, the trigger, the signal. Okay, how will that work? Every biker has to carry a cup of water at all times. This is going to get very Death Stranding, isn't it? No. You say Job. that like we know what Death Stranding would be. <laughs> yeah, no one knows. <laughs> so it could it be could... no, it could be yes. We'll find out when this episode airs and Some when Death it's, Stranding airs. If Kojima airs. made my effervescent alarm like three years ago and we didn't know about it. You That's would it. have an Iron Man style implant in your chest which is water and then when you hear something effervescent one of those what are, what are they called rennies not rennies rennies um the, the heartburn the, medicine the vitamin c drop barocca, barocca. Oh, yeah. a barocca which is in a sealed container above the water would just drop and then your chest would fizz and turn into orange juice that's how you know that's kind of that's super sci-fi and i kind of like that's it. kojima i'm thinking because we're not kojima we maybe put it on the top of the motorbike rather than inside the chest of the biker. So next to your speedometer, you've got your effervescence meter. Yeah, and it's usually clear water. On top of your speedometer, you've got an effervescence meter so that when you can't see how fast you're going anymore because there's fizzy orange on top of it, someone mm. is coming. Which means you need to speed up. Yes. Yes, you need to get as far away Maybe possible. your speedometer is going from zero to top Yeah. and the water goes from zero to top and the orange juice fills up as high up the speedometer as is effervescent. So it shows you... You need to go at least this fast. Ah, to get away from the effervescence. Yeah. To escape this horrible positivity. It's yeah. like a, it's like a if you're in a you know, like a video game mission where you're trying to like escape someone mm. and you've got like a proximity meter. Yeah. You're trying to shrink that down or make that no, you're trying to make the proximity meter as big as possible so you get the you're, maximum distance away tr- from the effervescent person. You're yeah. trying to get the barocca as low as possible. Yeah. yeah. And then that directly hooks up to a like a little uh tube that goes into your mouth so you can siphon the barocca fuel yourself because yeah. it's you on a good day but you don't want to be near someone else who's always on a good day you know yeah it's true you want to be you on a good day not group on a good day you don't want to you don't want to be in a group of people on a good day <laughs> no they move in herds <laughs> there we go my effervescent alarm my effervescent alarm for bikers an easy installation to your dashboard that allows you to escape those pesky ne'er do good well not ne'er do wells ne'er do ne'er wells do wells off do wells <laughs> Effervescent or off to well, depending on, you know, regional dialect. <laughs> if you're from Norway or not. Yeah. And that's that. That's our Horsemelon Symposium of the Week. 
And the bikers, oh, they're going to love it. They're not going to express how much they love it because they're not much for feelings, stereotypically. But they're going to um, they're going to tell us how they feel with their wallets. So I think that about does it for this week. We have been First World Solutions. If you've enjoyed what you've heard this week, that's awesome. You know who else would enjoy it? Other people. You should let them know about it. If you know other people, let them know about our show. We've got links you can send them. We've got an iTunes link. We've got a SoundCloud link. We've got a Spotify link. The best one's Spotify because the logo is a green circle and it, our logo is a blue circle. And so it's the least far away logo-wise. We're not sponsored by Spotify. If we were, that would be great. Do Spotify sponsor anything? Mm, I think they're big enough that they don't have to attach their name. Yeah. You know what it is. That's what we want. <laughs> you know what Spotify do. Yeah, everyone, everyone knows what Spotify do, but what they don't know is what we do, which is solve problems. And if you could help someone by letting them know what we're about, please <laughs> send them that link. Get to it. If you have any of your own problems, queries, questions, prompts, or instances of first world news, please get in touch. We, uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter at FWScast. We're on Facebook as First World Solutions, or you can drop a comment onto the SoundCloud, or you can message us at FWScast at gmail.com. Uh, big thanks to a clan man for getting in touch this week. We hope you helped you out with our multi-music, Walter Mark, Dancing Spider-Man gif, uh, Gangnam Style fix this week. Uh, if any of you got your own burning issues you'd like us to take a stab at please get in touch we'd uh, be more than happy to try and help you out we check all of these for the show every week so we can be up to date ish with uh <laughs> with solving your problems if you are listening to us on uh itunes please leave us a rating and a review that really helps us out helps us become a little more visible on the platform plus we really just like hearing what you guys think of the show likewise if you are a soundcloud viewer we love reading your comments especially seeing whereabouts they pop up in the show because it's very rarely the jokes we expect if you're following us on spotify uh, you're already a great person thank you you're really nice but maybe send that link to some other people as well because that follow link really helps us too we've got to really get those numbers up if we want to avoid doing fine wood solutions at the start of next year so this is like this is real now we really need like i know we talked about it before and maybe you kind of listened to it and we're like oh well yeah maybe i could skip this part of the show don't deadly serious we don't. took a blood oath <laughs> There was a lot of blood. Uh, we've never done blood oaths before. We didn't really know how much it needed. We kind of assumed half. We did. Yeah, half is good. Half is good. Half for you, half for me. <laughs> Does not work that way. Yeah, so we really need to keep those numbers going up. Otherwise, it's a fine wood solutions for you. January 1st, 2020. 2020. Yeah, as Tom said, if you're on Spotify, you're already a good person, a great person. If you're not a great person, you can become one simply by following us on Spotify. It's that easy. Maybe we'll make like pins saying, I'm now a good person. I am now a great person. And we'll send it to you. We won't brand it with us in any way. It would just be like a validation that I am a great person. Yeah. I like that. Send us a screenshot of you having followed us on Spotify and we'll officially <laughs> call Today's you newspaper. I need <laughs> <laughs> we'll call you out on our Twitter as a great person. Call you out sounds like a, <laughs> Oi, you. I'm gonna shame You're you. Great. For, you're gonna shame you for helping us. Well, what would you call it then? Shout out. Shout out. Not Why is it that out. call out is bad and shout out is good? You don't shout someone out for being a predator. <laughs> <laughs> Check and mate. And you don't call someone out for being a great person. We'll discuss this more at a later date. <laughs> I, we'll continue this debate off air. Um. In the meantime, thanks once again for listening. I've been Joel. I've been Oscar. I've been Tom. No problems. No problem. No problem.